You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out about our pod, brethren, and how to join our new Discord group and support the show at greenlitpodcasts.com and patreon.com slash spirithunterpod, respectively. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Patrick. Hannah, Sarah, and Megan. No, Joe, thank God. A while ago, we finished Creed Island and along with it, the Hunter Hunter 1999 series. So now we're going to cover the good shit now. Hunter, Triple X, Hunter, Baby, Chimera, and Ark. We've even thrown that garbage 99 to the curb and enter a new era of anime. The greatest stuff of all time. Chimera and Baby! Woo! You better get ready. Woo! Yay. Great. That was that was solid 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what guys. Well, I, <laughs> real perfect perfect voice acting, announcing cover voiceover. We're we're very professional um because we're not at all ever. Um so this episode is episode 76, Reunion and Understanding. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> well, it's Reunion and Understanding in English. Um the Japanese version or the Japanese title is called Saikai to Rikai, um, originally released in Japan on April 21st, 2013. Um, the equivalent manga chapters are 185 through 187, which were released in Japan on March 2nd, 1998. Wow, that little intro got a lot shorter. No more manga, or no more, uh, it's weird. It's weird not having the 1999 version. I, I, think, I think the word you're looking for is good. But good. I mean, I'll I mean, take you guys were the ones two. who watched it. I don't think Sarah Hannah, did you guys ever watch, watch the ninety nine? No, just, just a clip. <laughs> I wasn't sure where yeah. to watch it. Actually, no, we all watched ninety nine. Remember when we did the? I uh, know. I don't we think all of us were there for that. Yes. Yeah, because because I remember we did the when we did the crossover with say the X. We watched ninety nine. I don't know how many were here and weren't though. I forgot. I, I have a feeling neither 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 sarah nor hannah nor me were there i don't i, I know sarah there. was there oh sarah was here okay i'm pretty sure sarah well, was there. You, you, you watched 99 clips. right yeah we've watched clips it for in sure. some capacity clips for sure we uh, i know i didn't watch all of 99 with you guys so it must be a really big weight off your shoulders <laughs> not to have to do that all right perfect well sarah take away the synopsis all right, so we have a new intro um, that's for the show. It stars Perfect Cell, Kite, Koala Matthew McConaughey from Sing, uh, a male Boyanetta, a Grizabella from the Broadway hit show, uh, Cats, <laughs> um, Fish Trent, oh, Fish Terrence Trent DRB, uh, a Oku Ayasu and Josuke's love child, among many other characters. Uh, but what the are these of- referencing? I 
I they're all Russian Greed Island characters. And all the new characters that show up in the uh that show up. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, good. <laughs> I'm good. Notes, by the way. <laughs> Are these shows or did good. Patch? This feels like a very pat thing to write. <laughs> it, it, it was a collaboration. I wrote yeah. Koala Matthew McConaughey from Sing, Grizabella from the hit Broadway show Cats, and Frisch Terrence Trent Darby. The rest was Joe. Okay, so the first two, I understand. What's a Frisch Terrence Trent Darby? Did you just make that word up? <laughs> Oh no, that's a it's it's a JoJo thing because the the one oh. JoJo fight with the the fish yeah. thing. Yeah, the last two references are JoJo references. Of course they are. You know what? Drink, take a drink, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, give me a second. I got, my, I got my water bottle here. I got my water bottle right here. I'll take a drink. And so the episode starts with Gon and Kilawa. They land on a misty island underneath the shade of a sakura tree. Um, we can see an a man sitting neath underneath it he's wearing a familiar hat and he's fishing uh when gone takes a step towards the mysterious man he gets up teleports in front of their eyes and pushes them out of the way before summoning a nen beast clown called crazy slots uh he then produces a gun and seemingly seemingly fires at gone uh, but Killua manages to push both of them out of the way and when the smoke clears, we can see the carcasses of dead ants. Did ant, did ant, did ant? No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. What is that a reference to? It's like the, the you know, dun -dun 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 -dun, the Pink Panther thing, did ant. It's like, did ant, did ant. Oh, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Sorry about that. Keep going. Uh, the mystery man, he walks up to them very menacingly and throws off his cape to reveal that he is not Jing, and Gon doesn't seem to know who this guy is. Uh, Kite, who's actually, hasn't revealed his name yet, <laughs> but we know who he, that he's Kite. Uh, he says that he opened fire on them in order to kill the ants. Um, Kilo thinks that it was unnecessary. The ants aren't a big deal until a decapitated ant head jumps up and bites Kiloa's legs um, hard enough to draw blood. Uh, the mystery man, he, I don't know if he, does he punch Kiloa or just pushes him? He kind of like pushes them out of the, pushes them over, I guess. Yeah. So he, either way, he blunt force trauma against Kilua, but in order to save him. And then he knocks the ant off um, Kilua's leg with his hat and then shoots it. Uh, the mystery man says that if he didn't fire immediately, then Gon and Kilua would have been eaten by the ant colony that they nearly stepped on. Uh, the situation actually reminds Gon of something similar that happened years ago when he was little, where he almost stepped into Fox Bear territory on Whale Island. Um, so I found this interesting that they give us this little mm -hmm. mini backstory, because if you remember us talking about specifically Joe and Pat talking about the 99, this is like the first scene in the manga or the first scene in the anime. Um of 99 which makes right or is it one of the first yes you're right because i do remember watching that 
<laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that's the only full episode <laughs> of 99 I watched. Oh, it was the OVA, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the OVA. You're yeah. Right. Okay. So it makes more sense to introduce it in the beginning than you have like some sort of like, oh, what was that? Even though we don't touch on it till like almost the end of the anime, right? Or mm-hmm. toward the end um, of the, you know, you know, two or three years later, right? Um, because it's weird now because it has no bearing, right? It's like, oh, cool, a flashback. Like, that's fun. Um, but it wasn't like a mystery that we've been aching to solve. It's just, ah, interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it kind of puts it less important in shaping Gon's history. It is almost like it's just exposition to introduce this random guy with a hat. <laughs> That you might think is Jing because he wears a similar hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they actually do it a bit differently in the manga, but we can go into it. But it makes sense in the manga because of the way that 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 uh, that kite was introduced. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll go back to it later on down the the line. And I guess similar to the anime, kite actually doesn't really remember this. happening either until Gon explains his memory to him. Uh, Kite then mentions that he knows Gang, um, but in this version of the anime, uh, Gon and Kite actually didn't spend much time with each other beyond um, Kite rescuing Gon, um, which is very different from the other adaptions in the manga. And some trivia is that Kite is voiced by Suichi uh, Ikira, uh, the same person who voiced the Shanks from One Piece, who serves as Luffy's mentor, and also the mentor figure in Zeta Gundam uh, Quattro Bajina. Quattro Bajina. Um, it- I was going to say that, uh, yeah, Quattro Bajina, like. It, the way the way it's romanized sometimes it's it's quattro vagina, so I don't know why they did that. Like there's signs that just say quattro vagina going down going down the side of it, the way that's romanized. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of weird, kind of a weird name choice. It's like for vagina. I don't know, I don't get it either. But is whatever. it ja or gi? What do you mean? Uh, when it's romanized, is it j y a or is it g i? Like how you it's spell vagina? V-A-J. V A J, so I think that's yeah. Vagi, Vagina. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's actually it's it's Baji, like G E E. Yeah, Bajina. Yeah, that's how it. Let me see if I can find the. I'll put the the link to the the sign in the chat if you guys want to click on that and you can see for yourself. Oh jeez. The, the name of it. I'll put in the chat. You right can here. cut this out, Tommy, if you need to. Um, if this makes yeah, no yeah, sense. I, I, verbally. I put it in the, in the Discord chat. That's what it's romanized as sometimes. That okay. I need a. I need to look that up. That's hysterical. Yeah. But kinda, I wonder yeah. what the pronunciation is. Oh jeez. Because <laughs> totally off topic, but it reminds me there's some sort of like comedy from the early two thousands. There's like a character whose name is like. For it's like Virginia, but it's for Virginia <laughs> when they what? always call her vagina. I forgot oh. what movie it's from, though. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, <laughs> isn't that 40 year old virgin? 40 year old virgin? Oh. That's, a, that's it. <laughs> okay. No, I think it's like vagina or something. Yeah. 
Uh, just, you know, aging, aging myself. <laughs> um, We're all old now. Uh, I I see where they get that romanization. Mm -hmm. Bajina, like J-E-E, -E uh, makes way more sense. The one yeah. he, uh, 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 Patrick wrote out. Um, but I see where they get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, so I don't know. It's yeah. so it's like the dumbest name. Well, That's why I love it so much. Yeah, it's a misinterpretation of the romanization of this. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. So, We're yeah, gonna Lisa, call it Quattro Vagina though from now on, just because. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll that's better. That. I'm down. Yeah, and so there's also some. Um, the scene changes to. A injured bug monster in a cave. Um, she's eating fish, and from what I remember, she says something along the lines like, "This isn't enough, but this will do for now. I have to eat enough for the to give birth to the king." Very cryptic. Um, and then it the fades king. back to Gon and Kilua and Kite actually barbecuing fish. So it's a nice juxtaposition between. Two two different types of people eating fish and for different reasons. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's actually kind of cool. I didn't put that. That's interesting, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, and this is only a scene in the anime, um, but it kind of goes into Kite's backstory. He explains that he was saved from a life of poverty by Jing. Um, there's a flashback of him stealing some bread and running away uh, from the people he stole for, and he's accompanied by the shadows in the shadows by feral dogs and a raven. Um, these could all be animals that he's taking care of. And Jing he follows Kite down into a sewer, and Kite comes across Jing surrounded by animals that he's taking care of. Um, Kite forces Jing to teach him um, and become his mentor um, by doggedly hounding him. <laughs> Pun there. <laughs> hey. And then Kite learned none from Jing and was able to successfully pass the hunter exam. And so... Congrats. Yeah. That was fine. I was like the looking into Kite's backstory and Kite and but to really pass the test of his mentor, um, the real test for that Jing did put Kite to was to actually catch him um, in order to become a full hunter. Um, so Kite, he went to Whale Island uh, as part of this test where he in order to find clues left by Jing. And that's where he accidentally came across Gone. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how how Jing's uh, Jing's uh, full full hunter examinations always come try and find me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's so that way he doesn't have to put much effort. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I mean, Kite has said Jing doesn't like hassle, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like his own son. <laughs> what a hassle! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and really enough, like Kite actually didn't realize that Gon was 
Jing's son until much later. Um, so the anime shows Kai talking more about Creed Island, um, which convinces Gon that Jing chose the name Ni for Kite. So that was the one where it's like an anagram for Jing, where it's N-I-G-G, uh, but actually it was referring to Kite instead of Jing himself. And we actually go back to Etta, so she's one of the twins um, that appeared at the beginning and end of Greed Island, so Ita's the one who showed up at the end. Um, she recalls Jing saying that in order to make it so that if gone, he has two choices. He could have used magnetic force. If he chose that, he actually would have met up with Jing. Um, but if gone chose to use a company, he would go to Kite um, instead. So because the reason is because Jing is so stubborn and shy, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I guess shy, that's a cho oh, that's an interesting choice of words. Stubborn, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't really come off as shy, especially in some of the scenes with other people. But I think maybe he just doesn't like... I think he might just not like talking to people and interacting with people. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and it's interesting that it is kind of like a un... Not necessarily a test, per se, because it foregone, but it is kind of like a... It is, in a way, like... How did... Was magnetic force even something that Gon considered? Uh, I don't think so, because he because he said specifically that he wanted to take he wanted to show Jing uh, Killua because of how much he meant to him. So he he obviously wanted to do magnet because he offered even Biscuit to come along with him. So I think he meant he wanted he wanted to accompany the entire time so that we all of them could go. Ah, uh, that yeah. makes sense. It's a really telling moment for like Jing too, because mm -hmm. it. It shows, like, it kind of shows that he, it feels, it feels like Jing, in a weird way that doesn't make any sense, thinks that having friends or having a support system makes a person weak, even though, like, he can't do anything without, like, he didn't, he didn't accomplish Greed Island without his friends. Like, it almost feels like he missed the entire point of Zone Arc. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I mean, Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Go for it. I, I just think he's probably one of those people that doesn't see people as a means to an end, but just thinks that, um, like, he just believes in not, not having attachments, like, for the overall goal, I think. But, like, along the way during, like, for the journey, he's like, yeah, I'll have these people to help me, but not anyone as like a connection for like a long time i guess i don't know that's how kind of like a if you're ever into the myers brig <laughs> mbti <laughs> he's like a classic like kind of like istp intj kind of like okay guy where yeah. it's just like means to an end kind of like i prefer the i kind of prefer the nin based mbti Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's a specialist. I don't know what he is. We kind of discussed it in the panel. I know what he is. He's a piece of shit. Is what he is. <laughs> yes, that's the strongest Nen capability out there. <laughs> piece of shit too. 
<laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, no, we did describe it like she was like like she was saying in the the panel that we did, which you can actually check. Uh, hopefully, it's coming out in a couple of days. If it's not out by now, I don't know what we wanted to do with that, how we wanted to like set that up. But once we figure that out, we'll post that, and you'll be able to listen to that. Or actually, you can watch it on YouTube now if you go on our Spirit Hunters YouTube page. We'll link that here if you want. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, and so. Kite, he asks Gon if he wants to know where Jing is. And Gon is like, ah, no, nah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't need to know. Uh, which Kite um, approves. And so the scene switches back to the monster in the cave who is just sitting there holding a worm in order to catch fish and is eating the fish. So... Very exciting stuff for that. <laughs> and we go back to Kite, Gon, and Kilua. And Kite, he's telling the kids about Jing's feats, um, which was discussed in the first chapter of the manga, which we'll go into more later. Um, but some I of really these, like his feats. Yeah. He's got nice these, feet. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these feeds include the Congo Gold Vein, the Lurker Ruins, and apparently breeding a two-headed bull. I'm uh, just curious, what does it mean by two-headed? Does it mean like it has two heads, or...? We're referring to... <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it's, I two other think, heads. think it's two heads, but who, I gotcha. who knows? <laughs> I mean, it could be both for all we know, you know? I don't know... I don't know the way that, that, that people having multiple heads work, so, you know, you never know, they might be full Klingon or something like that, I don't know. So, what do you imagine it to be? Up to the interpretation of the reader. Uh, the episode ends with the monster saying that it's devoting its time to healing before it has to do its duty of giving birth to a new king. And that's it. Heck yeah! No, this is this is really good. I like it. Like that yeah, build up. It was a really good episode and really atmospheric, especially the first half. Like um, mm -hmm. the kind of like um, and the latter half, the last half with the ant queen thing. Oh my god. I, when I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> we never had, like, big, almost sentient creatures in the show, really. So I was like, oh, this is, like, going off the rails, I know, for sure, with this season. So Yeah, she looked ultra yeah, was... creepy. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, she looked ultra creepy. Yes, for sure. All right, uh, so uh, it's a, a, if it's good, everyone else, I'm gonna cover the manga notes. If we're good on that, yeah, go for it. All right, so uh, there's really not ma any major change. I'm just kidding. There's like a ton of changes in this chapter. Holy crap! So in the in the manga, the introduction to kite and is in the middle of the chapter and much lighter than the anime. 
basically basically the way that it starts out it's in the anime is like action packed oh shooting the ants blah 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 blah, blah. like action orientated but in this one he just stands like oh hey what's good gone you you got bigger you're looking good and it's like oh sup like there wasn't any action just like them standing up so <laughs> it it seems like they're like uh let's i'm guessing it's just because they didn't really have the the idea of where they want to go with the where uh where Togashi wanted to go with the ants right now, so I'm guessing maybe just they added that in just for more suspense and more action and more sort of introduction to Kite with his abilities, such as the the crazy slots and of course the 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 ants. Right, and plus it's probably because it the manga he showed up first chapter, so if they met up again, they probably wouldn't make it like a huge deal. Mm. Right. That's exactly why. Uh-huh. So I was thinking a swig, a swig of water. Yeah, that's exactly why, because it's like they don't really – they introduced them in the first chapter with that action scene with the the bear cub thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like they probably already had them established, so it wasn't a big of a introduction to the character that's needed compared to the, compared to the anime. Um, another big change is they skip completely, completely over Kite's background and relationship to Jing and the manga. Or I guess more accurately, more accurately to say that it was added in the anime. So they, while they, sh- they didn't, sh- they didn't show the, they didn't show that whole flashback with the dogs and everything that didn't exist. I don't know, maybe it happens later on, but I could be wrong. I haven't read the manga yet, so. Um, it also mentions that Gon left uh, Jing's license in a safety deposit box in York, New City, in the manga. I can't remember or not if he actually had the license or. Or not, I think that that was taken out of the anime, but I could be wrong. Do you guys remember that at all, or was that just not in the anime? Um, can you repeat the license? Yeah, like, you know how, uh, I think at the beginning of the, the manga that, uh, that Jin gave, uh, Gon his license? So, uh, Gon was holding on to Jing's license for the entire time. And he just put in a safety deposit box in New York, New City. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I want to think so. I might be missing or misremembering, but the license was part of like the Greet, how they got introduced to Greet Island, the idea of it. Like it was that part of that puzzle, or is that something else? It might be something else. I'm. I, I think that was the memory card and the, the the one box thing. Yeah, because he had to enter their licenses into it. Yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah, uh, I believe that I think I'm pretty sure that was in the anime. I, at least I can't remember it, but I also I could be wrong. But uh, ice moving on, uh, moving on in the manga, they show the distance traveled initially using a company. So before you didn't really have a, a grasp of how far they were, but according to them, they went all the way from Greed Island to the Asian continent. That's what it's called in there. It's whatever I forgot what they're called in the. I think it's just the AZN or the the A whatever the it is in the the show. But that's how far they traveled between those students using the company to get to uh, to get to that dis- to get to that area. So it's quite a quite a, a distance away. But I kind of like that they added that, so it showed them like a distance and a a an amount that they traveled to. So it was kind of cool. And then, uh, and then the last note, uh, it shows Gon and Kula playing Pokemon Snap IRL in the manga. 
No scene like it in the anime. Seemed in the manga, the Chimera Ants were an afterthought and not mentioned later. And and compared to the foreshadowing in the anime. So if you look at the notes below, it's like a cricket with a skull on its back. Mm-hmm. Or a, a, a kiss, a kiss, kinsaneda, whatever the, you know those bugs that make those noises in all the animes? The cicada? Uh, cicada. Cicada, yeah. Kind of like a cicada with a skull on its back. And look like they're just taking pictures and helping out Kite. So it's not like a... It doesn't look like it's focused on Chimera Ants until later on in the next chapter. I think I think the inclusion of like bugs and stuff is kind of the... The implication of Chimera's, right? Or like the implication of what we're getting next. Like, because all those like bug things are important. Because... Maybe theoretically, <laughs> without spoiling yeah. it, are you know? Yeah, that makes sense. It's definitely a different type of foreshadowing. Or like, no, those are chimeras. Oh, they are. I didn't know they counted towards that. I, 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 I assume that there were just different bugs they're taking pictures of. Oh, that could be that. Yeah, I think you're right because I think chimera ants are specifically. <clears throat> yeah. Before, but... before the, before the things that happened in the next couple chapters. I don't know if they look specifically like ants or they're just funky, funky guys, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't make that very clear. Okay. But uh, Joe notes, in the manga, they make it clear that Kite's team is on an entirely different continent, Yorbin, which which York knew is, is on. And they ha- have to meet at, at the Southern P- Peace Auction House from the York New Arc before meeting with the other team members, nowhere near where they meet Kite. The simplification is probably for the better. So I guess just different areas where they're located at. But uh, anyways, that's about uh, it for the manga chapters. Uh, Do we want to do the famous rate those deaths? Oh man, we haven't rated those deaths in a while. Oh, that's Um, true. We haven't. I was thinking, like, were there deaths? Technically, there were. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so let's start with the first one, the ant deaths. So the awesome kite pulling out his his crazy slots and shooting the hell out of him. <laughs> Where do we break on that? That was uh, fun. It was fun. It was kind of hilarious, honestly, because <laughs> it was so extra. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could have stomped out. I mean, they couldn't have because they're pretty strong ants, but like still. <laughs> but it's Hit like it with the a stick or something. I'm like taking out like a whole rifle but it also showed like a machine gun for all these tiny little <laughs> i just imagine in real life like oh shoot we have a little ant infestation someone pulls out a glock like you start shooting the wall <laughs> yeah i actually know people that did that actually oh boy oh man well uh, let's would... just say that yeah yeah sorry i would rate it uh seven for sure solid seven yeah. It's a fun character introduction. I think seven or eight. Yeah. Like, is yeah. it, is it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. I think eight's a good number. Eight, eight for me. Yeah, I would All say right. the same, you know, I appreciate some physical comedy. <laughs> Absurdity. <laughs> I can, I can understand that. I'm definitely with that. All right. So what about the mother creature that kite kills when, with the, uh, so young kite with young uh with young gone so that uh that that mob beast or whatever that was it a mob beast 
I forgot the name of it. You know, it, the the in the flashback we first meets him and he kills the mother. Something Fox, if I remember. Yeah. Um. I rated a fa a four only because it in context it makes me sad because now that baby cub is motherless and it I think what at in the um what triggered Golan's memory you know like when Kite said like uh something something uh like not useless but like pointless kill so kind of true I mean yeah, it's it like, wasn't it's like, oh, another needless death mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty Go sad ahead. oh no I said all I was gonna say is that uh is that it's like he's like huh another needless death or a needless kill on my count yes yeah exactly yeah. yeah that one hit pretty hard it's just like yeah you're a kid but you did something so stupid that like you got something else killed and like that's your responsibility now like holy shit yes yeah, like how old was gone back then like i mean or young yeah yeah because he couldn't be old right because he's only 12 now so like yeah probably like four yeah oh man he's <laughs> <laughs> like oh damn <laughs> you're into, you have a what is it manslaughter or like uh what is it when it, yeah manslaughter he has a manslaughter on his hands when he's four years old like cool 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 <laughs> Yeah, most most haulers have like no sense of impulse control, so that's like a huge slap of reality. <laughs> that's worse than like any timeout. Like <laughs> for real. Hi. Um, instead of a punishment, you now basically have to raise a child. Um, and also <laughs> you murdered somebody yeah. indirectly guilt in your conscience <laughs> forever. Forever. To be fair though, he to be fair though, he kind of was feeling the guilt when he let the let the, the baby just, like, destroy his arm and just bite into it. Ah, that's true. I kind of felt that, like, that was a, like, a a part of his redemption, or at least his trying to forgive the thing for, just letting it just rip into him. Yeah, I can totally, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I agree, too. Like, that makes sense. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's. I think that's about uh, the for rate the deaths. Um, oh, I guess I get it. Give it a four as well because it's kind of kind of sad and needless. I I'll actually give it a little bit higher. I think it's probably closer to seven, just because it's it's needless, but it's meaningful to Gone, right? Like mm. it furthers his character and like why he is. Um. Even if it's like retroactively, at least to the anime, <laughs> right? Um, but it kind of gives us an idea of like what he went through, and like you know that he is still a kid. I mean, he was four at the time, but like I don't know, he's barely conscious at four. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think I'll yeah. give it around the same rating. I would think I would give it a six, just because I think where it's placed within the story of the anime it doesn't have as much as an impact as it would have maybe if it was shown earlier kind of how it would have been if the meeting with kite happened at the beginning um of the anime i think as like a flash kind of like as a not a throwaway flashback but it just doesn't hit as hard for me but I feel like it, it, like what Megan was saying, it is a pretty pivotal moment 
probably in like how God uh, became shaped as a person and how he views like life and death. So I'll give it a six. That's fair enough. All right. So uh, I think, do we get everyone's ratings or does anybody not get a rating in? I think all everyone's. Sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, let's call it good then. Unless anybody has anything left to say about this episode. They're good. I think it's like a good first episode to the arc. <laughs> Sounds good. Alrighty. So, and now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Video Death Loop is a podcast where we watch a short video clip on loop until we just can't take it anymore. Along the way, we'll try our best to make each other laugh and to hold out longer than the other guy. You can jump in on any episode, no need to worry about continuity. Check out Video Death Loop on the Greenlit Podcast Network with new episodes every Friday. Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm JP. And we host a little podcast called Whatever, Whatever Nerd. Nerd. A bi-weekly nerd culture podcast where we talk about subjects such as games comics movies voice acting and did i mention games you did join us every other tuesday at whatevernerd.com or wherever you get your podcasts all right on to episode 77 unease and sighting in japanese um, it was originally released in Japan on April 28, 2013. The equivalent manga chapters are 186 and 187, which were released in Japan on June 23, 2003. Dope. So um, this starts off. Kite explains his man work as biological surveys. His, oh, his man work. His main work <laughs> is biological. <laughs> I was like, wow. Weird. Weird. Look at that man that's work. Right. He's I mean, a yeah, man he's and man he's working. working. Yeah, like, you know. Man work. <laughs> his main work is biological surveys and that he is that he discovered the camp tiger, which uses fire as a non-magical beast. Fancy. Um in an anime-only scene, Kite explains the chimera ants are under quarantine level one, and Kite here specifically to study is here specifically to study bugs, including the chimera ants. Enters here enters Kite's proteges, all of whom are impressed by Gon and Killua's pedigree: Spinner Clow, Monta Urus, Stick Dinner, Banana Kobaro. Podungo and Lynn, <laughs> both weird stereotypes. Um, oh, I think I know which ones Podungo and Lynn are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. When do we won't have to explain that. It's fine. If you've seen it, just take a guess. Take a guess at which one those are. Um, totally going to be relevant to the story in the future. Um, how do I read that? Totally going to be relevant to the story in the future. Yeah, totally. Yep. They're yeah, totally, totally. going to be <laughs> integral to the plot. Completely yeah. integral very to the relevant, plot. Very relevant, very integral. So, yeah. Actually, kind of a random note. Mm -hmm. I remember there's this trope where it's kind of like there's a bunch of characters and either their names are like very regular like or super weird. And then there's the odd one out either having a very regular name or a super weird name. 
So I feel like Lynn's that <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah. That's a, Stick is actually the second character named Stick I've encountered in a oh, Japanese really? media game. The first one is there's this character named Stick Brightling and Resident and Zombie Revenge on the Dreamcast. It's oh. like the dumbest name, the dumbest American Stick Brightling. I was thinking of Stick from Daredevil. Isn't that his name? Oh, I, I meant just like from Japanese media games, like oh. Japanese companies using an American name or American-esque name for that or just weird I mean, Stick name. Spinner Clow and Banana. Uh, I mean, Cabrera. in Japanese, Banana is Banana. So I, th- I think. <laughs> I No, no, no. Banana isn't Banana. It's. I'm looking this up because now it's gonna bug me. What is what's the word banana in Japanese? Is it just banana? I'm, it's probably just banana. Yeah. Yep, it's banana. Um, <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, I mean, these are all weird, weird words to be as names. I mean, so is Gone and Killua, right? Like those aren't real names in real life anyway. Kite. Yeah. Kite is a. I mean, it's. I know it's Kaito. But like, it kites a toy. Kites a toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's just weird that all their names sound like it's going to be a ligma joke after you say them. Yeah, don't worry, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah I don't like, wait, I <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> it's you know the ligma jokes, like the like the, the you know you guys don't know those jokes. Mm-mm. Mm. Like, you know, I, don't you, wa- I don't wanna I don't wanna go to <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. What is an example, don't, don't, Patrick? I I don't know. I'm not sure what Ligma is. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's like a no, you say that, that's the joke. It's like it's like what's Ligma? They're like Ligma balls or it's like oh, a, that one. Oh, or Sugma okay. or or something like that, yeah. Real, real mature jokes here on this podcast. Yeah, all no, but that's what us. I was saying. We've invented these jokes. Yes, are these are all original jokes. Um, cool. But well, yeah, that's in- what I was expecting after saying their names. That's just I don't know. Oh. Side note. Oh. Yeah, I expect somebody to say dinner in my balls or something or dinner in my yeah whatever. <laughs> There's cool. a lot of unfunny. Just keep going. Sorry, just ignore me. <laughs> You're good. Um, so in this version, um, they find the claw of a chimera ant queen here in Kaken. Kaken? Here in Kaken, a.k.a. on a completely different continent than where it was supposed to physically be possible given the tides. Um, Wong, who gave them the assignment to do a biological survey, said he'd recommend to her he'd recommend them to other countries they have friendly relationships with. This is a continue continue continuity holy shit it's a continuity <laughs> error um, you got it, Megan. Since, you yeah, got thank it. you thank you thank you since in the manga it's revealed that kaken literally does not have relations with other countries um so in a flashback the team goes to york new now before meeting gonan killua the leg the leg they find shows aspects of human morphology, and this is much larger than normal chimera ant ar- ants. Chimera <laughs> normal ant chimera arcs. ant arcs, yeah. These are normal than chi- normal ants. Um, Kite asks where po- Podongo and the Lin are, and it turns out they are south of New- York New. Gonan Killua joins the team, and Kite thinks about how much of a real danger hunter Gon is. Oh, 
nope, did not read that right. Gora and Killua join the team, and Kite thinks about how much of a real da- deal Hunter, real deal Hunter Gon is. The Queen Chimera Ant talks about wanting more bigger prey um she's like real hungry she's like oh i want i want i'm hungry yeah, yeah. he's like hungry <laughs> she like ate a cow and i was like no nope, that's not right <laughs> like this lady this bug lady's obsessed with nutrition yeah like i was like trying to count how many times she would say it's not nutritious enough yeah. i need nutrition <laughs> Need more. That's what I say anytime. I'm like, ah, oh, I need more nutrition. I need a cake. <laughs> yeah, her her in the cave eating food's kind of like me, like at three a.m. Just really hungry, just like ah, oh, I need more. Yeah, it's like a bottomless pit for her. Um, very voracious, I guess. Is that the right word? Who knows? Yep, Who cares? That's the right word. Yeah. Oh, it's the right word. Hey, look, look at me, vocab, vocab one hundred and one. Um. So the crew drive through the desert outside York New, aka where Uvo is buried. Um, they the just drive over start- his body. Yeah, I guess they just like bump. They're like, "Oh, what's that bump?" I don't know. I think it was Uvo. Um, the group <laughs> starts talking about phagogenesis, aka a way in which chimera ants eat each other, eat eat other animals, and incorporate their DNA into the next generation. This is similar to how bacteria use plasmids. Man, this is a Joe note. This is a Joe note. If you haven't even heard of Joe note, um, yeah, Joe definitely wrote these notes. Yeah, yep. sorry, we all we I failed biology, so I'm I'm pretty bad. It's fine. So, um, so phagogenesis is in the chimera ant world is similar in real life to how bacteria use plasmids, which are excess loops of accessory DNA bacteria used to emulate the rate of mutation possible in sexually reproducing multicellular organ or organisms. I think I'm falling asleep here. I need a. I need to go drink some soda. This is like this is bio class all over again. And like layman's terms, this is basically how they take like extra bits of DNA and put it into the next generation of the whatever is being born and mutates itself. It's like super cool and powerful. Like yeah, that basically, yeah. it's kind of like with really any type of animal that can reproduce or has the um where they take the day and uh, i guess in this case instead of like mating it's eating um but a lot of the genes are split up from whatever the other animal that's involved like the whatever traits and genes are mixed up so to promote diversity within the gene pool which is always supposed to be stronger um, okay so instead of like you are what you eat you birth what you eat yeah yeah sure. exactly <laughs> basically oh god <laughs> episode title you birth what you eat um, <laughs> oh god um okay so that's a really good way to explain it thank you guys <laughs> uh so the first generation of chimera ants are infertile workers and servants the second the their sec or the successors become the king and queen of the next generation uh chimera ants are known to consume their fodder to extinction so um it's honestly a surprise they haven't evolved earlier i think i think the beginning stages were like oh they shouldn't be on this continent in general means that someone brought them over like is that the is that the assumption that like a greater force or like a greater evil brought 
chimera ants to a certain place to like some idiot probably went on vacation yeah. and pe- oh yeah. look at these cool ants and took it back with them like the yeah and then like the raccoons in japan like maybe yeah kind of like invasive species um x like accelerated to like a horror movie kind of situation oh, yeah. Yeah. like if the murder hornets that Murd- <laughs> were found on a i think it was like a, ja- a shipping container from japan and then it went to washington that's like like last summer they had like the whole thing about there's murder hornets in northern washington if there's you come like one across murder one hornet. yeah there's literally one um, you never know maybe maybe kite was a uh, maybe kite stopped it in time and he shot it with his cl- crazy slots so you know we should thank him for stopping another chimera anarch thanks kite um yeah so We've established a full theory that murder hornets are actually just chimera ants. It's fine. Oh my god, that's confirmed. <laughs> um, Good thing we but- didn't have that arc. I think the I think the previous arc was bad enough as it is. <laughs> I like the previous arc. I meant like the real life arc, like the Corona. Oh, oh, our arc. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Cool. I guess we could break that up into arcs. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> still ongoing. Uh, it's an ongoing. It's still an ongoing arc. It's this is a long ass arc. This is the part two. Yeah, this is this is a long ass arc. Um, but Killua puts out a theory. Puts out the theory: a two meter tall chimera ant could eat a human whole. Um, fun, fun thought there, Killua. Wow, real psychic. Uh, because we flash sideways to two kids. With a boy of the two warding off a snake. Like, they're like, I don't know, six and four? Like, maybe Probably. eight and six? Like, they're young. They're young kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Big Brother. Big Brother says he's going to keep his Only younger chin. sister safe. They live in a thatched roofed hut and eat with wooden spoons by candlelight. <laughs> That's a very cute uh, descriptor, but like, <laughs> so detailed, Joe. <laughs> Um, but brother's <laughs> name is Kurt for some reason, and sister's name is Raina. Um, mom says she's counting on Kurt to keep Raina safe, and he vows to keep them safe no matter what. Cue always sunny in Philadelphia music. Um, quote, the gang dies, end quote. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, this is not gonna end well for them. Um, Queen oversees her first workers hatch. And they are mostly fish-bat hybrids. The queen commands them to find food using her psychic link to them. She mentions wanting a larger nest for her pregnancy. Um, she's like pregnant like a human would be pregnant, right? She's like rubbing her belly like um, like a mammal instead of like a she's both mammal and <laughs> mammal and she's insect. A mammal. She she lays eggs, but she also has is carrying something in her belly. Yeah, it's kind of um, weird. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like maybe if you think about it, it's a giant egg. Yeah, I, but it, yeah, I, I mean, like literally, it's a giant egg. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's weird she can also lay eggs. <laughs> yeah, um, Raina coughs at night and probably has pneumonia, which means she's dying. Raina, the younger sister, mentions wanting to marry Kurt, cool, <sighs> her brother. Um, they're again their children, so like I see, I've seen kids do shit like this. Like, oh, yeah. we're gonna play pretend wedding, right? Because they don't know yeah. the implications of shit like that. Um. I guess it's like a childish thing to do, and I guess it can be seen as cute because they're so young. Uh, but it's weird. It's weird. It let's just be real. That's yeah. That's weird. I mean, the thing is that is that this isn't. I don't think they introduced the region they're in yet. Yet, but 
But if you know what the region is, that probably won't be surprising when you learn more about what the region is. Well, just I mean, is all. just know they're poor, essentially, <laughs> and isolated <laughs> is kind of what the vibe is here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and starving, it looks like, because the children are finding food. Um, but Kurt says they're going to fish for their mom, who's awake, unbeknownst to them, and overhears and smiles. So very cute. She's like, oh, my, my kids are so helpful, right? They're, they're going to be safe fishing at the river um the kids get very killed um very quickly by crab chimera ant and there is def a split second shot of him bleeding while being Ugh. punched by the ant um the yeah worst. It, it, it's this is like oh cool we're just gonna murder children now <laughs> this kind of sets the tone for the whole entire the whole entire arc like the saint uh the saint creed island anymore yeah, and you know, there's a lot of anime out there and cartoons and whatever where they do have kids getting marked, but this one is, uh, you just didn't, ex I did not expect, mm -hmm. I was like, god damn it, I thought this was going to be a bit more off screen, but yeah, nope. <laughs> no, yeah, just right, right in there, right, the crab's just like, I got the child, dead, great, good, good, dead as fuck, um, so, the next shot so like after we it's very implied that both kids die right like you see the kid i remember seeing the little boy protect trying to protect his little sister right and you're like oh maybe someone's gonna save him no dead no nah, dead, dead. he dead he very dead, fam. dead um so it's imp i think it's implied that they were killed beforehand but i have a feeling they were yeah i think they were implied it's implied that they were killed before um they got to the queen um but the queen yeah. eats them um and it turns out she she loves human meat. She loves human flesh. Um, it, it's super nutritious, according super to nutritious. her. Yeah, <laughs> you'll hear that a lot too. Once we they, she uh, once we get further in, she's like, I want the more nutritious ones. And this lady yeah. loves nutrition. She's a nutritionist at heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh crap. Whole foods, whole babies. Oh, yes. <laughs> bye bye, baby. But like, eat happy, eat healthy, guys. Um, also, I fixed my mic settings to be louder, so have fun with that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, sorry, Tommy. Anyway, um, Kite Squad meets Podongo and Lynn on an island on the south shore of the Yor Bayan. Kurt, your Bayan? Oh my god, nope. RIP. <laughs> Um, continent, uh, the Yorbayan continent, both of whom are unflattering racial stereotypes. Um, he mentions this twice, so it must have really bothered Joe, as it probably should. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, Bone it double bothers him. Double bothers him, and because there's two of them, and I agree, it's a little bit unsettling. Wait, is Podongo the one that looks like a dog? Maybe with uh, a little, little white hat. The tiny, the tiny girl and i i don't know like i think it's like the most oh yeah mm -hmm. i see it uh, now like, yeah i think the the how the lips are drawn but yeah. beyond that i didn't really see anything but i could just be completely ignorant yeah uh it's a little worse in the because the shading his shading is just a straight up a bunch of dark lines Oh, um, not even like the not, little dots and cells that yeah, they took Oof, for like deeper skin. Yeah, the manga, that's the manga vision rip. looks a little worse for wear, mm -hmm. um, because it kind of implies blackface. 
Um, oh, but also, again with this? I thought we were done with the blackface bullshit. Uh, uh, I know, I know it's technically not intentional, right? But yeah. it's kind of ingrained in a lot of cultures, including our own, right? So, God damn it. Because it's like, I didn't really see that much character beyond the lips. I guess yeah. also like a darker skin character with lighter hair is a typical anime trope for whatever yeah. reason. I think he might be pointing to not necessarily blackface in the way we think, but like um like an Inuit. Not Inuit. Inuit's not the right word either. You can cut that out. Uh, what I think is that's the- that software for uh, TurboTax. Yeah, Inuit TurboTax, yeah. Um, what is the, like, native peoples in... Um, it, in Alaska? I, in Alaska, yeah. No, are you talking about Alaska or the Philippines? No, 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 no. It, in, in, like, in, like, cold areas. Oh, Sini? Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Like, well, in the, like, uh, Nordic? Are you talking about... Like Greenland I mean, Inuit and stuff. is correct because that's think, oh, yeah, like, it is specifically in Alaska, and I think some in uh, Norway or Iceland, whatever. Um, yeah, I think I could... that it's supposed to be a just because of her jacket. Um, I think that might be what he's referring to. Yeah, me interesting. I'm oh, sure, we'll probably have to ask him like what's there, what stereotype yeah i have a feeling it's an inuit stereotype but i'm not a hundred percent joe needs to clarify (laughs) yeah joe let's let's get him on the cast let's call him up right now get him on yeah but lynn i definitely saw for sure that one's (laughs) yeah (laughs) um perfect um but gone smells the same thing as the dog's and acts as a dog as they go around the island. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Just> kind of. <laughs> yeah. So as the as the team come around the island, uh, Gon is Gon is literally. I think he's like on the floor sniffing around. It's like, what's the point of having the dogs? You're gone. Like. <laughs> I mean, as long as he's not sniffing butts, it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Um, the group splits up to search for the ant, and they find nothing. So they go back through the desert. New Chimera Ant Colt is a bird. Oh, so like. How do I how does how does this go? Um, so we cut to like the queen again, right? Yes. And a new chimera ant is born, and his name is Colt. Um, he is a bird-like fellow who can actually physically speak with the queen. So up until this point, this is supposedly the first chimera ant to actually speak. Everything else has been like a telekinetic bug like vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's still speaking telekinetically to her. I don't think he, he uses he, he speaks telekinetically, but he can actually he I think he uses his like human voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And this so, just implies oh sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Um I was just saying this just kind of implies that like <laughs> it worked. <laughs> the humans the human uh, speech has an intelligence has been implanted into this into this uh, new ant named Colt. Yeah, because um, I noticed like physically it looked very similar to Kurt with the black hair. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it really means the kids were eaten. Uh. <laughs> Oof. Wonder wonder, uh, wonder if there, if uh, Rain is going to come back as anything. Who knows? Who who knows? Knows? Maybe not. Um, maybe. But what I do know is the queen orders Colt to find more organisms like Kurt and Reyna. Um, 
where Unvo is buried. So, you know, she specifically asks him to go look go dig where up Uvo's Uvo grave is. and just try to find she try more to find more like humans. this one. Thank you. Um exactly. yeah, that was the episode. Um cool, on to manga. Alrighty. Um so the biggest note I found is that the the art is fucking horrid in the manga. I don't know what happened with uh with Tagashi, maybe he had an off day, but like if you scroll down, like this art is like it literally is just scribbles. It's like, oh shit, I gotta get something done. Let me scribble some stuff in. Okay, we're good. We're good, fam. Uh, Joe iterates that it's, it's fixed in the Viz volume releases, but imagine getting a fresh Shonen Jump, and this is what you see in it. Yeah, I would be, I would be pretty upset. No, especially if I bought volumes like in Japan. I was like, what is this? Maybe hopefully, like it was. Maybe this is during like Tagashi's like health issues or something like that or like just burnt out stage i don't know was was this like part of the main chapter or just like an extra thing this was the main chapter oh boy oh and below it's even it's it's not as worse but it's still pretty bad looking apparently joe said it's fixed in the when it was released in in the like as a a volume in a book like an actual companion collection that kind of makes sense because the deadlines for having it in a like a shonen jump right are pretty pretty tight so you probably just like fuck it <laughs> like yeah. you want yeah. this you got it um and he <laughs> just sent that over i'm sure he got shit for it um and then they fixed it up as soon as they could um yeah yeah this is like these are like rough drafts like this is like a, a rough sketch yeah it's it's really bad looking I, i'm shocked that they actually like i'm surprised that it even stops like Okay, yeah, no, sorry, Tagashi. We know you're in tight deadlines, but I mean, holy shit, what is this? This is pretty bad. But uh, I mean, that's probably why he takes so many hiatuses because the burnout was real, and his he's probably in pain yeah. when he wrote through this. So. And and I'll, and the the sad part is this was ninety eight when this was released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so this is like this is like that means he's been pain for almost almost over thirty years. Yeah, I don't know when he started his his back injuries and and yeah. back stuff. It's not super well documented, but I mean, it could have been that. Like, I don't know that it's it's rough, guys. If you ever look up this, what is this chapter again, is it, uh, Patrick? It's like one once eighty seven. Yeah, if you find a essentially a bootleg of chapter one eighty seven, it looks like a first sketch, like just to lay out where all the characters are going to be, not necessarily like a final product of like is this every page or just like these like five pages? Uh it's quite a bit of it. Oh, like geez. if you look at one eighty seven, there's a lot of a lot of rough looking stuff on this. This is a, like compared to like even like like the the um, what's it was called? Uh compared to um the Greed Island stuff, it it looks mm-hmm. it looks really bad. Like, it's like uh, it just it just saddens me. I know it's in pain, but like yeah. honestly, I'd rather get nothing than get stuff like this. And so, if I well, read Shonen Jump, Pat, he <laughs> could have done nothing to be honest, because like if you know his condition isn't great, so like I yeah. I would rather have this rough drawing than nothing. To be fair, because the story is still there. Right. It's, yeah his you know his art wasn't the best at this point it looks like a rough sketch but did you have know. we ever talked about like his the process about how the manga is drawn like does he do the rough sketches and the line work and then he does everything almost 
Yeah. Uh, Does he? I don't. He might not have had assistance at this point either, because yeah. like the anime wasn't out. Yeah. Right? Honestly, I I, I, I think at, at when he gets to this level, you got to be like, okay, I want to finish it. I want to write it. Maybe I should just rely on some more assistance to do the drawing. Well, of it. he probably couldn't afford assistance, Pat. That's a thing. Even mm-hmm. if this was popular, like yeah. he probably just couldn't afford to have you don't get paid very well as like maybe now he's getting paid because hunter is so big but even even if you're a well-known published manga caught like i don't think especially in the 90s you were going to get paid that well unless you know you had an anime that associate i think i think people make the money when they get an anime deal I don't know though. I could be wrong. I could be a hundred percent wrong. But it, it's just kind of sad because, like, previous chapters you saw him drawing freehand, like Naruto and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he can and draw. Like, it's just, yeah. I I'm gonna be under the assumption that he was either in pain or on a tight deadline, like, and you know, and they fixed it, so it's fine. It's just, it's it's a little jarring. It's a lot jarring to see like just a bunch of scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh jesus tagashi what happened yeah, you okay man you okay um or were you okay 20 years ago probably not but yeah yeah he's, he's still in okay in fact probably worse off but uh anyways after after dunking on tagashi about his drawing style <laughs> for those releases <laughs> uh the uh the, they used a simple simplified diagram to demonstrate the chimera ant digestion and the reproduction in the manga so just like a simple panel, like, oh, it eats, it mutates and becomes that, and it's like a never-ending cycle for that that uh, that uh, mating process that involves feeding. Is that literally what it's called? So it's reproduction. It's kind of weird. Um, also in the manga, uh, Reina and Kurt's death were much faster, as they didn't add any backstory to them. In the, well, I guess they didn't have any backstory to them in the manga. I keep saying they took it out or removed it, but it's like, uh, the manga came first, son. So it's like, I'm just not thinking right. But yeah, as you see, just them uh, talking, hey, let's go get fishing. And then it's like, oh, we get attacked by this giant beast thing. And then, of course, it shows the the, aunts eat, the ants eating them. And it's like, oh, geez. Like yeah. I said, the drawings are... Uh, a little rough. <laughs> a little I, bit. Sorry. I, I wonder if the anime gave them that detailed backstory so it would have that emotional impact um but it did I mean, feel it like a little too ham-fisted like oh these kids are brother and sister oh they're poor or they're cute it just felt like oh no these kids are gonna die <laughs> yeah and they did it's like no way these kids are main characters <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah it's like they they literally had like cannon fodder written all over them <laughs> yeah but uh, besides that, that's it for the mon- the manga differences. Uh, sorry, Tagashi, again, love you, but like, oh my gosh, maybe it's good you took a break if this is what's ha- what was happening towards the Chimera Ant section. All right. Um, so before we go, why don't we do a- another round of Rate Those Deaths, and let's talk about uh, the deaths of Reina and Kurt, which oh. I have to admit, it's the <laughs> second worst Kurt death I've seen. I would Sadly. definitely rate it for me because first time I watched, I was like, the fuck? I would rate it a nine because it's so bad. <laughs> it's so sad. And so I'm still very much like, Jesus. 
whenever yeah. I watch that clip. <laughs> I honestly, I'm gonna give it an eight for the same reason. Like, yes, it's like it's just so shocking. <laughs> and like and, and it, it is like forced, right? Because you're like, here's here's some children running, frolicking, being adorable. All right, they're gonna die now. Um, but I think it's because it's in this show. Like you just didn't like I don't know I didn't expect it and every time I see it, I'm like oh yeah right that happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is insane um, I was like this isn't gonna be a happy season this is gonna be dark all right um, I will also dark. give it a nine just because it really does set the tone of like what's gonna happen because without these deaths right and the little bit of backstory they give the kids um, the rest of the season would feel so weird <laughs> like without these like little moments of like oh yeah. Oh yeah, let's let's uh let's turn it up a notch real quick. Crank um, it up a notch. Yeah, I would rate it like around a nine too, just because it was just so unexpected for me just watching it. Because Hunter Hunter had shown like dark, um, had dark moments before, but killing two kids it's just a lot <laughs> especially like they're so young and they emphasized how young they were it was almost as like shocking as i don't say it was as shocking as like nina tucker tucker's death and like foma alchemist because that was like that's a i thought it's on a whole nother tier of like sad <laughs> um children's death in anime but this is what i would feel like would be pretty close so i would give it a yeah nine. Nina Tucker's death was pretty rough. Yeah. We actually spent time with her, though. I guess in the original anime not and kind of the manga, not so much in Brotherhood, if I remember correctly. Yeah, in Brotherhood, I think it's like, oh, hey, I'm I'm the dog. And like later in the episode, oh, yeah, by the way, she's a dog now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Make man. Woof, woof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, her transforming into a dog was pretty rough. Pretty rough, rough. Uh, but uh, but yeah, besides the besides that traumatic death, I would have to agree it's definitely a nine for me. Uh, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere. As soon as I I said that I'll that I heard I'm gonna protect you forever. It's like, ooh, they're gonna die, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's like oof. And uh, I'm gonna be honest. I watched it. I think it's the third time I've watched this, and. Uh, no, it doesn't get easier, especially if you watch the dub. It might actually get worse, actually. Anybody else have their ratings in for rating and Kurt's death, or do we miss anybody? Or do we get everybody? Sounds good. All right, so do we have any final thoughts on this episode? What are you guys thinking about the Chimera Ant arc so far? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it... Uh, is it heart palpitating? What do you guys feel? Um, well, I already watched it, but uh just rewatching it, I know I'm gonna get stressed out. I think that's the lack of the better word. So stressed out and intrigued because just everything about these ants, I'm just like, where the fuck do they come from? Why is this happening? Like this is like this is a 180 from Greed Island, so it's always it's a wild ride. For real, it's definitely uh definitely some fun times, and I really enjoyed it. I have to say that it definitely is uh like just watching the arc again is amazing. 
I was I really loved it when I first watched it as well. I like literally just kept binging it because it was so good. But yeah, what's uh what's your thoughts, Sarah, on your first watch of it? Oh, I'm excited. It took a very dark turn, which I was kind of expecting because it almost seemed like with the pattern of Hunter Hunter, um, kind of like after a couple like like kind of like lighter arcs, there's gonna be one that's a lot darker in themes, so I was anticipating it. I just wasn't expecting it would go this way. Um, I also am interested in it too because it seemed for the most part a lot of the conflict in Hunter x Hunter so far has been between like human and human. Um, so you kind of understand like why all these people are doing these things. But the bug queen is literally the command queen's like so it's she's literally an animal she's sentient but and we haven't seen much of her but you don't really understand like why she's doing the stuff she is and i think that's really terrifying um in a way because it's like how can anyone rationalize it but i think that what makes it really fun as a villain because it's like it's just like the big question why like why are they gonna do these things and it makes it even more um, tense. So I'm excited to see like where this arc will go just because it feels like it's going to go, it's already from zero to a hundred. So it's going to go like from a hundred to like a million really quick. And I'm here for it. <laughs> exactly. I'm definitely down for it. I love that. It's just like, you don't, we don't know what's going to happen next. And the stakes are just raised from the last two arcs. I mean, while York New City was high stakes, this one is like, I think it might be higher stakes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. How about you, Megan? Yeah, I I think I agree. Like, I, I like these episodes specifically because it sets everything up. Um, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of it. Uh, it just gets it gets insane from here. So like, <laughs> it's a nice like, huh? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> these are opinions. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, uh, any any anything else before we uh we head out? Sounds good. Uh, so thank you for thank you very much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. And then heads up, check us out at patreon.com slash spirit hunter pod and join our Patreon Patreon only Discord. We'll be discussing the hell out of Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, and much more. And if you and if you sign up, you can join the ranks of such the fine folks as our Stark Tournament audience members. Uh, oh man, I have to say these names. Valetri Oh my gosh. This uh Volteri Ratamaki, Mickey Whitford, Alexander Proudfoot, and Kenny Hughes. Hunter examinees Robin Nogurlia and Dark Tournament Committee member member Lucas Moore. I I apologize for butchering those names. Those are the first time I've said those. I think this is a new thing we're doing. So I'll hopefully get the bright. Uh, if you always want to get called something else, definitely uh Message us on the Discord. And then hats off to the generous group of community members for helping us bring a game to the table. Sorry, 
Hats off to these hats off to this group of generous community members for helping us bring our A game to the table. <laughs> Just our game. A game. A game, yeah, a, a, game, game a game of thrones. <laughs> Thanks for giving us a game. Uh I like I like Monopoly, so Thanks. <laughs> um so finally today our outro music was made by Studio Mega Ane. Check them out on YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. And big shouts out to our editor Tommy. Thanks to him. The rest of the crew can focus more on doing research and talking to Gashi. Mm. All right, that's about it, guys. See you on the other side. <laughs>